Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Ryan Hunley. He is the owner and art director at Second Street Creative, an indie-based creative boutique specializing in web and brand development. While he has collaborated with clients from all over the world, Ryan takes special pride in his work focused in Indianapolis. Ryan serves as the board of directors of the Speakeasy, Central Indiana's premier co-working organization, and recently helped to open the new downtown location um, servicing hundreds of local entrepreneurs and thought leaders. He also serves on the committees and volunteers with Urban Initiative Indiana and the Denver Hunt Legacy Foundation. Ryan, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me today. If people could only see, so I can only describe your outfit as <sighs> it's like that trendy, um, but not hipster. It's kind of like that cool, like I want to do business with a guy. I know this guy can do, can He's got he's got style. He's got flair. It's not the nanny. It's Ryan Hunley. So <laughs> but, you know, I kind of want to dive in because, um, you know, you didn't mention this before, but I always know that you did creative mornings mm -hmm. here in Indianapolis and you helped start that. And if you want to give a little backdrop of what creative mornings is, um, feel free. But it's, you know, kind of what was the initial vision of creative mornings in Indianapolis and how has that changed even with this year or. Um, what's kind of some new initiatives and and obviously listeners will get into um, Ryan's other ventures with Second Street Creative and, and the Speakeasy too. So Ryan, you know, take it away. Yeah, thanks again for having me, Sean. It's a it's an honor and pleasure to to chat with you today. Um, Creative Mornings is a breakfast lecture series that happens once a month. Um, so pre pandemic days, we would gather typically the last Friday of every month at a local venue, a different local venue every month. And there is a international theme. So there are around 300 chapters all around the world. And everyone talks about the same theme um, in different ways uh, all around the world all at once. So, you know, the theme could be converge or it could be um, community or it could be, you know, anything uh, identity. And you pick a local speaker, we pick a local speaker, and we put them on stage and we let them do their thing. So um, they talk about their own narrative experience, their take on the theme sometimes, and just anything else that they want to cover. And um, yeah, it's just a beautiful exchange of ideas. It's a, a beautiful community. It helps push our city and, and, and our little tribe and community forward in, in really wonderful ways. And we get to shine light on the people, places, and ideas that, that really make this city special. Uh, it's important to us that we, um, we provide that platform to folks that um, don't always get a platform to speak. So I think one of the things about Indianapolis that we could do a better job of is, is shining light on um, folks and ideas that are a little bit more behind the scenes. Um, we seem to hear from the same people, same companies a lot. So this is, you know, we really take it as a, um, a, a point of pride to shine light in those places that, that don't often get uh, lit up. So it's very important. We use the platform in that way. Um, it's been uh, six years now that uh, Creative Mornings has been going on. Um, obviously, the last nine months have been a lot different than any of the months before. Uh, we have shifted to virtual events. We don't have them every month. We do something every month, but not a full-blown virtual event, just because folks have some Zoom fatigue these days, for sure. But, uh, you know, hopefully next year, um, 2021, we can get uh, in-person meetings fired back up. But, yeah, it's just a, a wonderful community um, I got connected to it by, um, I spoke at it originally and just kind of got looped in and, and, uh, 
joined the team after that and then ended up um, being director uh, eventually. I guess it's been three or four years now that, uh, that I've had the, the pleasure of being able to run Creative Mornings. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Like, I think I've, I've gone to a few and it, it really involves, um, diversity and not just diversity in the sense of you see like more of these days, like this year, especially with, um, with, um, skin color or, or, um, or race or, or gender. It's more a sense of like what you've just perfectly said it in the sense of shine light ideas in the places that haven't been, haven't been seen. And it's just different perspectives. And I thought that was kind of really cool because I mean, yeah, I've heard even some of the people who um, say the same things or not even say the same things they're asked the same questions time and time again. How did you grow this business? How did you do this? And it's always almost the same kind of answer. And so it's, it's really great that with creative warnings, it's another outlet for people to say, you know, I want to, I want to venture into something that's different. And I think it's really cool that, I mean, you worked with, you know, designers and people who are, I feel like are more creatives in a sense, but not necessarily are, you know, they have some have the title as designer, art director or whatever, but some of them are a lot are just involved in the creative aspect of our city too, which I thought was really, really cool. Obviously creative mornings. Um, but going into the next um, creative side is, you know, I always like origin stories. I think everybody kind of likes origin stories. I think that's why Marvel has made uh, a lot of money at that. Um, but, you know, you know, first of all, you know, for Second Street Creative, you know, why did you start the company and kind of what's your 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 vision now for the company as you kind of move forward after, you know, 2020? Yeah, I, there's a lot of shared DNA there with Creative Mornings, which is a, another reason I think. I'm able to sustain both of them is at, at essence, both of them are about storytelling and are about providing a platform for folks and um, empowering them to um, share their story and their voice and um, make the most impact on the world that they can. So with second street, we're, you know, I'm able to do that through brand development, through website development um, and, and, you know, brand design. So, uh, Second Street, I actually started in college, um, so in the early early 2000s, and um, I did it all through college just as kind of like a little side hustle to help help pay down loans and, and expenses in college and, um, you know, build like $400 annually uh, at that point. But And then when I got out of school, I worked at an ad agency for a few years, um, maybe just a couple and um, was doing Second Street on the side during that time as well. And then in 2008, in the middle of the recession, you know, just had a talk with my wife about it. And we just kind of decided, you know, working for an agency is not any more secure in a recession than doing your own thing. And uh, as crazy as it sounded, that seemed like an opportune time to to just jump out on my own and, and fire up Second Street full time. So that was what, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Um, kept it small and nimble, um, ever since then so that we can weather, uh, situations like the situation we've been in the last, you know, nine months with the, with the pandemic, uh, I'm able to adjust and, and, and reinvent and, uh, be agile in ways that are a little bit more difficult when there's a ton of overhead. So proud of that. Um, you know, we work with all different types of businesses, companies, organizations, we do stuff with tech, education, nonprofit world, retail, 
um, anything and everything in between. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it boils down to sitting down with someone and, and developing enough of rapport and enough of a sense of a trust uh, of trust that they um, that they end up, you know, collaborating with us to to help tell their story. So it's not it's not all that different from the magic that happens with with Creative Mornings. Um, and just been really fortunate over the years to have worked with some really wonderful clients from Indigo to IPS to Homespun to all types of independent retailers and restaurants and contractors. And um, it's, it's really just been a pleasure getting to getting to collaborate with folks on telling their story. I love it. And you've, you've mentioned a lot about storytelling community and I'm kind of kind of read the phrase, the question, because it didn't make sense when I read it and I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to set you up for um, a little loophole here. So, you know, with building through community, through storytelling, how do you, like, here's the thing. How do you build community through storytelling? Yeah. Um, if you want to give an example, what you've done, even with your own company. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of that is just re-education. Um, I think storytelling and creativity fall hand in hand with one another. And there's just so many folks out there that believe that, um, creativity or, or the right to a story is, is, is just the privilege of the designer or the developer or the art director. But, but in actuality, creativity is not relegated to ad agencies or artists. It's the undercurrent of the community. Everyone is creative. Every person is creative. Every person has a story to tell. So no one owns creativity. Um, it's not like some magical, spontaneous power that certain people are born with and certain people aren't. It's it's kind of like a wave, an undercurrent. And I think it's driven by interconnectedness. It's a discipline. It's a process. And learning how to jump on that wave and, and, and ride it is really the key to storytelling. And the more you can get across the table from someone, commune with someone, get to know them, uh, the easier it is to jump on that wave and for us to support one another in that. Because uh, I think you know, effective storytelling requires uh, collaboration. It requires context. And that's very difficult to do when you're off in your own silo, stuck in your own world. Uh, We call that the curse of context sometimes where when we try to tell our own stories without any external input or reference, sometimes we get caught up in understanding everything in a way that only we can. Uh, and that doesn't always make sense to someone, you know, from the 30,000 foot level or with an external perspective. So I, I believe it's important to foster those communities, whether it's through creative mornings, through my work with the speakeasy, through second street creative, through, you know, the work in the, my own walls of my own home, uh, kind of cultivating a, a, a community and a place that people feel, safe and supported and empowered to, to be true to themselves. I love it. And I've actually noticed a trend in that. Um, the last few weeks I have noticed just with companies, even the own interviews and you hit it on the head, um, the curse of context. Um, I've, I've fallen in that trap too, just doing paid media. And sometimes I always have to ask, you know, external team members, what's the context in this? What's the context in this? Because even if it doesn't seem significant to somebody else, is significant to the recipient. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's so that's so cool that you you hit upon that in the creative process, especially that it doesn't have to be boxed into an agency, which I think is kind of cruel of how adaptable and flexible you are in that sense. And so, you know, no more grilling questions here. Um, you kind of, you're, we're starting to paint a portrait here, everybody, <laughs> um, where, you know, from an offline background, it could be something that's online, offline, whatever. Um, 
insights, you know, pivots thing, anything that you kind of want to share with listeners, mm. you know, if, you know, from that creativity of undercurrent of community, you know, anything that you have kind of seen, even with clients yourself, um, the community, um, the indie community, uh, that you want to kind of speak to, I mean, the platform's yours right now for that. Oh, hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe two things that I I want to hit on a little bit. We were getting toward this a little bit, but just um, I, the concept of identity, I think, um, is something that I continue to um, work on, and that I I will continue to work on my entire life. And I think accepting that for folks is is really important. That we are we are complicated people. Humans are complicated, and and I think. Um, understanding that we're more than the work we do is really, really important. So I would just encourage everyone out there to to understand that and to work on complicating their own sense of identity, their, their identity in their community. Um, don't be reduced just to the one thing you do and, and let people get to know different facets of you. Now, definitely, you know, you don't have to overshare. I think it is also important to be protective of those things that are closest to your heart. But um, one of the most beautiful things with creative mornings is it's allowed me to complicate my identity in the community. Like I'm not just the guy who makes logos or websites. Like, um, there are plenty of people that only know me from the work that I do with creative mornings and sort of the, the nonprofit volunteer realm of things. Um, so just remembering that and, and granting yourself the grace of being a complicated person and, and not being defined only by your work is something that I think about a lot. And I talk to a lot of my peers about, um, so that would be one thing. Um, another one quasi related to kind of the entrepreneurial spirit of Indianapolis, which is a, a rich history and a rich future, I think, and that, that sense of the, the entrepreneurial drive and our, our quest to uh, become or, you know, further our reputation of being this, this great city when it comes to business development uh, I think we all need to be careful of, of what I sometimes refer to as the arrogance of the new idea <laughs> that uh, oftentimes, again, without context, because we're in our own head so much, we think we have some newfangled great solution to an age old problem and we market it and we promote it and we create a website and a business plan and a podcast for it. When in fact, there's already like 12 other organizations doing work around that issue that maybe we don't even know about. So taking the time to do some research and see if there are other folks already working in that realm. And if you're truly committed to bettering that cause, your your best place in, in that effort may be supporting someone else's effort and, and understanding that, you know, as a city we sometimes need more soldiers and less idea people. I think that there's there's a certain amount of arrogance sometimes in assuming that that we can fix everything in, inside our own head. And um, sometimes we just need to sit in the back of the room and listen and, and, and shut the hell up for a little bit and see what what work other folks are doing and how we can collaborate with them. So that would be something I hope for the city that, that we can do a better job of. And it's uh, something I myself have to work on a lot and, and challenge myself to be intentional and doing that sometimes. So yeah, those two things I think are a couple of ideas that uh, we kick around a lot in, in my family and in my kind of broader communities, the sense of identity and that, that arrogance of the new idea. I absolutely agree with you. I actually struggled with that in my twenties. <laughs> and I think a lot of us struggled that within our twenties is like, everything's new to us. And rather than taking a, a backseat and, and listening, there's obviously um, opportunities to 
um, voice what we what we believe in and what we can see. But it's it's also I think it's much so more important. I think, you know, if you see in a boardroom or you see a group of people, I almost see, you know, not the person talking. I see the person who is actively listening Mm -hmm. as one of the strongest people and the smartest people, because what they have done is that they're they're taking in different pieces of information and formulating the best like the best route to kind of go down rather than saying oh we should do this when there's other people who have done it and i think you kind of hit on the head that you know you know there there's uh, it's like basically i love it's like love the drive like love the indie you know entrepreneurial drive but it's sometimes you have to kind of take a step back and seeing you know what are what yeah what other people are doing like it's just not indie it's we're, we're a world and even with 2020 happening, it's kind of, we're all this in together. And, you know, we have to see the interconnectedness. And I think that you've kind of hit upon a lot of things, even with creative mornings. And in your own job is that you, everything's local, but it has a very open-minded, international, and very um, active listening attitude. Mm -hmm. Everything that you've kind of touched on. And so just want to say, you know, true testament to you. Um, as we lead into the next um, part of this episode, everybody, and it's about it's about Ryan. <laughs> um, and I don't think a lot of people know this, but I think you uh, you go by sometimes B Ryan Hunley. And for the longest time, I thought your name was Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you and everyone else. And I was like, OK, we're just going to keep it as Ryan. So, I mean, you don't have to mention what the B is or you can, you know, <laughs> mention it later or, you know, leave that a secret. It, hopefully it's not like um you know, a, a long drown out name, like it would be like E is for like someone's name is Elmo because they don't want to be called Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, it's more about your work. Like you've, you've hinted on things about your work, but what's kind of the first thing that kind of you yourself kind of brings, you know, comes to mind as you, you know, in the morning, you know, you know, when you're working on client projects or you're working on creative mornings or you're doing things for the speakeasy or the Denver hunt foundation, like what's kind of that first initial thought that kind of goes through your head sure sure uh nothing glamorous with the b it just stands for benjamin can kick that off real quick um i'm I'm gonna go back to that when i grow up probably um so i think in terms of schedule and morning and you know i I think centering myself is is really important um you know, getting to wake up next to, uh, you know, my wife, the person I care about more than anyone else in the world, um, is it is always a, a centering experience. And, um, even with this pandemic, like spending as much time as we have all together, uh, I have two, two daughters, so, um, 12 year old and a 10 year old. Um, it's just a reminder of like, what's, what's really important, you know, like, uh, as things have fallen fallen off our, our schedules just because, you know, we're not meeting, we're attending less, uh, board functions and social functions. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, I, I really quite like these people and everything that I do that keeps me busy is, is really, um, uh, about them and about kind of, uh, cultivating that, that community for all of us to share. But at the same time, it's important that we share our own little community together. So the, the, the sort of centering aspect of it is really important to me. Like at the end of the day, me choosing between this shade of orange and that shade of orange isn't as important as the women in my house feeling supported and loved and, and cared for and, and supporting and loving and caring for myself too. Um, 
so yeah, sent the, that sort of centering experience. Um, I've gotten it pretty into meditation this year, which is something I would have like scoffed at or laughed at myself saying five years ago. But uh, as someone who bounces from idea to idea um, pretty quickly, the intentionality and discipline required uh, to, to sit still and to just concentrate on breathing for 15 or 20 minutes is, has been really, really good for me during um, this, all this time we've been spending at home. Uh, it's, been, it's been great. Um, so those are a couple of things that are that are important to me, I'd say, that help kind of kick the day off right. I like it. Um, you know, what do you do as a hobby? And it could be, you know, it could be anything. Um, I think some people, you know, put the nuances of putting people in the bucket of like, oh, you probably do something artsy if you're creative. <laughs> if you do something like out of left field, you know, mm-hmm. feel free to share it. Uh, because I think that, it, I mean, we're human. You're right. Like we're, we're, yeah. we're complicated. Yeah. Um, so I do, room's yours. I do artsy shit all day. So by the time the end of the day comes, like uh, I, I like to sweat. I like to shake all that off. I, um, I like to run. Um, I, I'm a pretty, uh, committed snowboarder. So once a year, at least I get out to Colorado, um, typically all by myself and, uh, you know, spend some time at the top of the mountain. And, uh, that is a very important, almost spiritual experience for me every year. Um, so that's, that's a big hobby. Um, yeah, I, you know, running and and snowboarding are, uh, are, are pretty important to me in terms of refueling me to get me uh set up for success the rest of the year well you've hinted on health already so i can't ask that one but i mean anything that you want to kind of expound upon with your meditation anything that you've kind of learned from that or anything you've kind of learned with you know just kind of the consistency of just like living your passion every year with snowboarding i guess i would i would um i would expand on that by saying I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to that. Like, I don't want people to be impressed by that at all. Like I've just gotten into it and, uh, it's, you know, um, I'm sure there's a million things I could be doing better with it, but it's, it's been great for me. Um, that, that intentionality is just so important when we're spending so much time at home, uh, with kind of a homogenous and monotonous schedule, um, being, being committed to, to doing stuff like that, even when it's hard is, has been really important in terms of keeping, keeping me sane. But, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, when it comes to health stuff, I think that, uh, that, that comparison issue is, is the biggest thing for me and for everyone else. It's just like, you gotta, you gotta do what works for you. And the more you're paying attention to Instagram feeds and this class and that class, and while this person's doing it this way and that person's doing it that way, like that, that's going to rob you of all the joy that comes from kind of uh, curating it for yourself. So, um, you know, I, I think when health, health stuff comes through, it's just, it's just a matter of, again, that, that word grace, like allowing yourself to, um, to, to be adaptable enough to, to, to bend it toward what works for you and not comparing it to other things. I like it. And I like how you expounded on that too. Cause a lot of people just say, Oh, just give yourself grace, but they never give you an example of how just allowing yourself to, you know, to get sweaty and just do it and, you know, enjoy it rather than trying to always try to master it. Mm-hmm. So well said, you know, yeah. So Ryan, you know, thanks for being on the show, talking about Second Street Creative, you know, um, talking about Speakeasy, kind of hinting on a few things about 
creative mornings um, and your involvement in the community and, and just different things of kind of how the different parts of, of what you influence, but not is technically not who you are, but people have resonated with who you are. And I think that's extremely important of how the distinction with that, as well as just, you know, giving, you know, allowing people to see who you, allowing people to see who you are and what you want them to kind of, you know, understand in a sense of concept of identity and also um, understanding that, you know, being too ambitious without doing your research um, can basically shoot yourself in your own foot. <laughs> and then, you know, just about you. I mean, now we know that the B stands for Benjamin. So we're we're good on that. And so, you know, thank you for talking about, you know, what influences you um, with work, hobby, and health too. So I think the listeners will get a lot of a kick out of um, all this stuff. And um, so thank you for being on this episode. Oh, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.